Hey there everyone, this is Clay with ModernLove.Life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and by subscribing to this channel if you're not already subscribed. So yeah, it's Saturday. Um, since I've been doing a lot more coaching recently, I've shifted my schedule a little bit so that I'm working Tuesday through Saturday. Um, that allows me to spend Saturday taking calls with people that you know maybe typically have like a Monday through Friday sort of job. So today's my Friday, even though it's really Saturday. So here I am making a video for you guys. Um, after I'm done with this though, I'm gonna take it easy. I think I'm just gonna head down to a coffee shop and finish proofreading this uh, proof of a, of a book that I'm, that I'm getting published here. Um, and then once that's done, and once we make a few minor changes to it, I'll of course let you know and we'll be able to go ahead and release that. But um, if you wanna be kept in the loop and up to date on all that stuff, be, make sure that you're subscribed to this channel and uh, make sure that you're on our newsletter if you're not already over at relationshipinnergame.com. But today we are talking about when your ex won't or when your ex doesn't initiate contact with you. And there's really three main reasons why this might happen. First is because they are just a little bit concerned that maybe it's gonna be a little bit awkward between you and them. Um, this, this, this is kind of common after a breakup. Sometimes people are afraid that due to things that happened in the past, due to, you know, maybe some words that were said, that things just might be awkward. And so because of that, they might try to keep a bit of a distance. Now, the second reason is that on the more extreme side of that, um, your ex might also just have some hurt feelings, some unresolved emotions, some difficult things that they're working through as the result of the breakup, as the result of everything that's happened between the two of you. And, and I mean, this could involve anything from, you know, them still being upset or angry about things that happened leading up to the breakup, maybe things that you said during the breakup, maybe things that happened after the breakup. Um, that really caused them to have a negative experience or a negative understanding of you in their life. And so that can cause them to not want to contact you. Um, and of course, the third reason would be that they might be concerned that contacting you might send the wrong message. Now, oftentimes people's exes, they don't want to send the wrong message. They don't want you to think that, you know, oh, we're gonna get back together again. And the reason they don't want to send the wrong message is because they don't have a strong enough emotional foundation beneath you and them to really have a strong feeling that, yeah, I want to be together with you. And I know you'd love it if they probably did want to be back together with you, but for better or worse, that's where they're at right now. And so they might hold back on initiating contact with you when it comes to um, all of this because of that fear of maybe sending the wrong message, giving you the wrong idea. Now that doesn't mean that they're not open to the possibility of reconnecting with you and seeing what might happen out of it. It just means that they don't want to get too far ahead of themselves when they don't really even know what's going on right now. So when it comes to all of this, um, there's, there's really a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, 
be okay with initiating contact with your ex. I know that this channel attracts people who have been listening to other dating and relationship coaches who have been reading things on the internet, so on and so forth. And I want to just make it clear. Um, if you've been doing no contact and your purpose of doing no contact is to make your ex miss you so that they reach out to you, then that is not a great strategy. Um, I would not recommend you doing that because it's kind of a mind game really. And um, I mean, sure, sometimes it works, but many times it doesn't work. And I hear a lot of people that are really disappointed, upset, sad that uh, they've not contacted their ex for a month, two months, three months, and they've just been hoping that the mere fact of doing that is going to make their ex want to contact them. Um, and then when it doesn't happen, they feel sad. So just be aware of that. That's not the reason why you should be doing no contact. Uh, we have an entire playlist on no contact that explains why you should do no contact, things to keep in mind about no contact, so on and so forth. I'll put a video card up to it over there. Go ahead and check that one out. Um, if you need to. But um, another thing that that people often have a hard time with, and this really affects women, generally speaking, more often than men, is that women really want the guy to initiate things. And sure, that makes sense for, again, for better or worse, that's kind of the expectation when it comes to dating and relationships in most societies and cultures, is that the man is going to initiate things. And Oftentimes women can feel a little bit uneasy or they can think that it's weird or they can think that something must be wrong if they are the ones initiating things with a guy. But you have to understand that, that getting back together with your ex is not a dating sort of scenario. It's not the same thing as like, oh, hey, I met this girl last weekend and we're going to go on a date. No, it's, it's a completely different scenario. It's like, hey, we've been in a relationship. We have had some sort of issues that caused us to break up. Now what's going to happen? And so what you need to understand is that, you know, if your ex is a guy and you're a woman um, and that's kind of the normal dynamic that you've had up till now, um, you have to understand that he's probably less interested in being in a relationship with you currently. It doesn't mean that that can't change, but currently he's less interested in being in a relationship with you. And if you are expecting him to initiate contact with you and initiate spending time with you and initiate connecting with you and initiate going on dates or something like that, then you could potentially be waiting for a very long time because his interest in a relationship is probably on the lower side, okay? And so it's important to realize that it's okay for you to initiate contact with a man. It's okay for you to do that. Um, once the emotional connection is stronger, once he feels better about the connection between the two of you, that's when he'll probably have this switch flip and suddenly he'll start initiating things maybe the way that he used to before. Now, with that being said, again, what are, there, what are some things that you can do? First and foremost is that you want to be able to normalize the interactions between you and your ex. If your ex is concerned about potential awkward behavior, if they're concerned about giving you the wrong message, if there's too many hurt emotions or hurt feelings or painful memories or things like that, you really want to show them that they can have a normal interaction with you, a human-to-human -human interaction that's not going to be um, saturated with anxiety, saturated with 
expectation, ulterior motives, trying to force it to look or seem a certain way, but that you can just be a normal person and just hang out with them and have an enjoyable interaction. That's really the, the main thing that your ex really needs to know before they can start to interact with you again. Um, the next thing that you wanna make sure that you're doing is that you're not keeping score. Um, I know that it's really easy to keep score when it comes to who is initiating, who's not initiating, and things of that nature. And I know that it can really get under some people's skin if they believe that they're doing all of the work. But that, here's the thing when it comes to keeping score. Um, I've noticed that uh, humans in general, maybe myself included, um, whenever we keep score, it always somehow, maybe miraculously, ends up where we end up looking good, where we end up winning, where it's like, yeah, I mean, like, look at this. I'm the one who's doing all the work. I have all of this evidence over here. I'm doing all of the initiating. I'm doing all of the, you know, whatever. I'm clearly the one doing all of the work. And it always seems to work out where we are the ones that are, are winning. We're the ones that are coming out on top. Why is that? It's because we're choosing to focus on things that validate our own beliefs, that validate our own assumptions. And so, you know, yeah, maybe you're doing a lot of the initiating, but are there other things that your ex is doing as well too that are also supportive to you, that are also um, encouraging to you, that are also building that connection in their own way? If there is something like that going on, then like, don't worry about it, right? I'm sure your ex could very well be keeping score in their own way, and they're probably not focusing on who's initiating contact. They're probably focusing on like, well, you know, I'm going out of my way to help you, or I'm more supportive to you, or uh, whatever it might be, right? So don't worry about keeping score, because keeping score is not the most important thing, which leads us to the third thing, which is instead of keeping score, to focus on the emotional connection between you and your ex. If the emotional connection is forming, if it's growing stronger, then that's really the most important thing that's happening. That is really the most important thing that, that you need to focus on when it comes to getting back together with your ex, is is the connection growing stronger or is it growing weaker? And if the connection is growing stronger, then that's all you need to focus on. It doesn't matter who initiates that connection, doesn't matter who starts that connection, but if the two of you are getting stronger, together and closer together, then that's really all you need to pay attention to when it comes to your connections between you and your ex. So don't worry if your ex is not initiating contact with you as long as the connection is growing stronger. Feel free to initiate contact with them. Feel free to go ahead and do that if that's what you need to do. Again, the more positive interactions you have, the stronger that emotional foundation between the two of you is going to get and the stronger that emotional foundation between the two of you is, then the closer they'll come to you. And as they get closer and closer, eventually a switch will flip and they'll start to feel more comfortable interacting with you again. Maybe because that awkwardness is gone. Maybe because they've let go of those hurt feelings and emotions. Maybe because they're no longer worried about sending the wrong message because that emotional foundation between the two of you is so strong that they feel quite confident in their feelings towards you and in wanting to get back together. So anyway, that's the uh, that's the 
I guess, lesson part of this video. If you liked it, please do me a favor by giving this video a thumbs up and subscribing to this channel if you haven't already. And um, if you aren't already, please make sure you're on our email newsletter as well too. That's over at relationshipintergame.com. With that being said, let's get over into the Q&A. Um, I saw that we just had a super chat go through, so we'll get to that one. That one is from Walif. Uh, my X reactance level is moved only from 100% to 85%. All right, so um, if your X's reactance is still quite high, then that means that, um, that there's still something from your time together, something that is blocking the ability for her to be open to connecting with you again. And you have to stop and think about what that might be. Is it the fact that maybe there's still some hurt feelings that she's still holding on to from the time that you had together, from things that were said or not said or communicated or not communicated? And if there is, is there some way that you can let her know that uh, you are ready to move past that, you are trying to see things from her point of view and forgive uh, and seek forgiveness for that. If so, then you know use the, the, for, the forgiveness strategies that we talked about in yesterday's video. I'll throw a video card up there to that video um, to try to get your ex to forgive you. Okay, that's really the best thing that you can do. And as, as your ex starts to let go of these painful emotions, that will start to decrease that emotional reactance to the point where she is much more open and receptive towards talking to you, towards connecting with you, and things of that nature. So I hope that helped you out, and um, you know, thanks for the for the super chat. Uh, let's see what else folks are talking about here on this very nice Saturday. Uh, I think it's morning. I think it's still morning. Saturday morning here, at least on the West Coast. Um, let's see, Esther says, greetings. Um, I've been wanting to do the Exolution program, but haven't had, but have had issues with ClickBank. Very frustrating. Yeah, I'm um, just go ahead and send us an email. We'll, we can send you a, uh, a PayPal link uh, where people can, you know, sign up if they are unable to use our other payment processor or if it's like blocked in their country or something like that. Just go ahead and, um, and send us an email and we'll go ahead and figure that out. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a very real chance that I might change our payment processor in the near future. We just have to see. Uh, there's some technical things I need to figure out as well, too. Um, okay, let's see. We have a quick summary. I broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years and, um, and moved out. We were living together and we're going to get married. He already bought a ring. Um, I needed space and clarity. I got back into contact. Uh, is there more to this story? Yes. Uh, he is in a rebound with someone much older, like 50 years old. He is 43. I am 32. First few weeks um, getting back into contact went well. He saw me four times and said that he loved me and missed me and that we had drawn out, uh, I guess we had a drawn out goodbye uh, we started reconnecting, and he says that he is divided and trying to figure things out. Um, now I initiate, and he responds, but it feels like it went backwards from crisis point. Um, is this all riding the dragon? 
Um, so let's see. Uh, let me just kind of review this real quick. He's in a rebound relationship, um, getting back into contact. Saw me four times. He said he loved you and missed you and that we had a drawn out goodbye. Started reconnecting, but then he says that he's divided. Okay, yeah. So um, what typically happens is that in the initial stages of reconnecting with your ex, they're, they're not really taking the whole prospect of getting back together as like a really serious thing that they're thinking of. It's just like, oh, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. I kind of wonder what you're up to. Let's just get together. Let's spend some time together. It doesn't necessarily have to mean anything. Let's just see what's going on. And they don't think that they need to necessarily, you know, rearrange their life, consider getting back together with you. It's just kind of like a fun intellectual experiment, if you can even say that, of like, hey, what would happen if I spent some time with my ex? But then, as they start to interact with you and as they um, start to have more interactions with you, then what happens is they actually start to enjoy it and they want to spend more and more time with you. And so what happens is, is the idea of getting back together with you becomes more and more real for them in their mind. And eventually it gets so real to the point where they realize, okay, I have some really strong feelings for you. And if things continue in this way, I'm gonna actually have to make some big moves in my life. And maybe that involves breaking up with my rebound partner. Maybe that involves doing something else. But either way, it's kind of like, okay, this is serious. And if I actually break up with my rebound partner and I say, okay, I'm, we're broken up, let's get back together. And you aren't serious about it, then I'm going to feel really dumb because I broke up with somebody to be with you and then you don't want to be with me. And now here I am just all alone. Now I feel stupid, right? And so what happens at the crisis point is that your ex is really having this crisis of should I make real moves in my life to bring us closer together. And if they don't have that degree of trust that you are on board, that you feel the same way that they do, then um, there's a good possibility that they're going to pull back and they're going to um, retreat a bit until they can get that degree of reassurance that things um, things can move forward, okay? So what you wanna do is you want to really demonstrate to him that he can get close to you, that you're not gonna leave him high and dry, that you care enough about um, him that you want these things too. And the crisis point is interesting because this is where you can really get away with doing all of those things that you probably know that you shouldn't do or you've learned from other sources or maybe through hard trial and error and experience that you shouldn't do these sorts of things. This is where you can tell someone, yeah, I really want to be with you. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, I think that we should um, get together. I'm absolutely committed to dating you. I'm not interested in dating anybody else. Things of this nature. This is where you can get away with that and it will actually feel good to them and bring the two of you closer. Why? Because that emotional foundation is much stronger at this point and they actually have a lot of positive emotions towards you. So when you say these things, they actually feel good as opposed to earlier on in the process when maybe it comes across as if you're having a hidden agenda or as if, you know, maybe there's, there's some other motive that you may have for interacting with them. <clears throat> so I hope that helps you out. Let's see what else uh, we got going on here. 
Um, I tried contacting him to explain how I, how in reality, I really am a good and loving person, says Dot. Um, okay, I don't see anything else, but um, yeah, I don't know how that went. I'm hoping that went well. Um, but when you do contact him, again, the, the purpose isn't to try to overtly change his opinion of you by saying, you know, hey, I'm a great person, you should love me, um, all of that stuff. The purpose is just to reestablish connection and to primarily show him that he can interact with you in a normal way that's not gonna feel awkward, strained, or forced. Um, and, and, you know, sure, if there is anything that's standing in the way, such as poor feelings or something like that, by all means, clean those up um, but first and foremost, the main purpose of initial contact is just to show him that, that he can have a normal interaction with you and it's not going to be this enormous guilt trip about how, you know, you want something that he doesn't feel ready to give you, um, or how he should feel bad about hurting you because of breaking up with you or anything like that. Um, let's see, what else do we got here today? I dumped my ex three months ago, but want to see how she is. Should I reach out? Uh, don't see why not. I mean, as long as, as long as you're really just motivated by curiosity and wanting to connect with her on a personal level, then I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to contact your ex. Um, especially since oftentimes people who were dumped by someone else, oftentimes these people will hold back and wait for you to contact them if they do want to restore contact because they, they think, oh, well, you know, you dumped me, therefore, if you want things to change, you should reach out to me. So, um, you know, I don't see any reason to hold back on contacting your ex, uh, I mean, barring any other ex extra information that, uh, that I need to know, like if there's, you know, any sort of high intense drama or anything like that between the two of you. Oh, we had another super chat from uh, uh, Cornell. Thank you very much for the super chat. Um, X is starting, oh, it jumped off the screen there. X is starting to say we should more. Any thoughts? Um, so is that is that in the context of, oh, you have a follow-up thing here. Let's see, this is, uh, she suggested that we do two different, uh, I guess, things. I think that's a misspelling of the word things. She suggested we should do two different things recently. Uh, one of them was for us to do one time every week. Yeah, so I mean, I think that that just shows that she's building a future in her own mind with you in it, and she feels comfortable enough to vocalize that to you and to tell you how 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 she's feeling and what she's wanting when it comes to expressing that future. So I mean, it really just shows that she likes you. It shows that she is envisioning a future with you in it, and uh, it shows that that she's kind of giving you the green light to kind of take things to the next level. What that next level is. Don't exactly know, but it wouldn't hurt to deepen that connection a little bit deeper to potentially, you know, start to flirt a little bit more to, you know, maybe talk a little bit more about the future. Maybe not necessarily in a like, <clears throat> we should get back together and get married sort of way, necessarily anyway. Um, but at least talking more about, yeah, I'd love to spend some more time with you. I was thinking we could do some of these things as well or uh, things of that nature because it does sound like the two of you are getting closer together, and that is definitely a, a sign that the two of you are well on your way towards getting back together. 
Thank you again for the super chat, by the way. Um, but, but, but what else are people saying? Where did we leave off? Okay, here we go. About three weeks ago, my uh, girlfriend broke up with me. Within a week, she found someone new. I started using no contact a few days after. I know that after no contact, you should start opening contact again, but how should I do that if she is still with a new guy? Okay, so you don't necessarily want to think that 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 you're going in with some sort of agenda as like, I'm going to date you or I'm going to be your boyfriend again or something like that. But you just want to go in with a sense of curiosity. You don't want to be, as I call it, relationship focused. You want to be connection focused because right now your ex is probably not in a place where she's open to being in a relationship uh, with you directly, especially if she's in a relationship with somebody else. Um, but she absolutely can be open to the idea of connecting with you on an emotional level um, without any sort of strings attached, without any sort of agenda or anything like that. And as that emotional connection can strengthen over time, then, um, you know, things can happen. She can end the thing with the rebound relationship and start officially dating you or getting back together, whatever it might be. But right now, you just want to show up as somebody who's curious about her, who's curious about where she's at emotionally, and do what you need to do in order to get that initial contact and that initial thread of communication between the two of you. You know, yeah, like I said earlier, she might feel that it might potentially be awkward since the two of you used to date. She might be concerned that um, there's still hurt feelings between the two of you or that there might be strings attached or, or things of that, of, of that nature. And if you can just show her that it's gonna be a totally normal kind of interaction, there's not gonna be any begging, not gonna be any pleading, not gonna be any guilt trips, not gonna be anything like that, not gonna be any pressuring her to get back together or go on a date with her or leave the other guy or anything like that. There's just gonna be you checking in with somebody who you've had an intense connection with before and you're just curious about who, who she is now, what she's up to now, what's new with her, how her life is going. And if you can just have that kind of vibe in how you connect with her, that's really, I think, the best way to go about doing it. I think we've got enough time for maybe a few more questions. Um, my girlfriend was an alcoholic and it uh, ruined our relationship. She has been sober for two years now and tried to reach out to me, but I'm currently involved with somebody or someone new, help. Should I give up if we've been in a breakup for over two years? Okay, so first of all, um, I'm guessing that the relationship with the person that you're in right now is not so great. If you're like opening up and considering interacting with your ex right now. And if that's the case, if the, if the relationship you're currently in isn't so great, um, do a little bit of soul searching. And if it seems like it's a good idea, then go ahead and break up with that person. Because, you know, if you're gonna be in a relationship, you gotta be 100% in. If you're kind of half in and half out, that's when a lot of problems start to arise. But if you're gonna be in a relationship, be 100% in that relationship. If you're not able or willing to be 100% in that relationship because maybe that's not the right person for you, maybe the two of you have different values, maybe the two of you want different things, maybe that person just you know 
isn't your ideal partner or whatever reason, do the kind and compassionate thing and end that relationship. That's kind and compassionate for them. That way they have more space in their life to welcome in the right person for them. And it's kind and compassionate for you because that way you have more space to welcome the right person into your life and into your relationship uh, without having to think, oh, you know, if we get together, then I have to cheat on this person right here. Um, so consider that. But beyond that, I mean, if you're curious about what your ex is, is up to, how the past two years have been, how she is these days, then, you know, by all means, reply and see what's going on with her. See if there's any connection between the two of you. See if uh, the two of you have the potential for a great relationship with one another. Okay, everybody, so looks like we're coming up on about 30 minutes here. That seems to be the ideal length for these live streams. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. But uh, once again, if you like what we're doing, do me a favor, give this video a thumbs up. And um, if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe to this channel. Be sure to hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button so that you can get notifications next time I do another live stream. And uh, if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe to the newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com. Hope you have a great week weekend. I'm gonna finish up a few last things here and then I'm gonna go and uh, finish proofreading this book probably at a coffee shop or something like that. Anyway, guys, take care. I'll talk to you next week.